0: Live from Parts Unknown, it's a K&A Sports Picks Podcast. In sun-spangled New Orleans, Super Bowl VI unfolded in a panorama of pageantry. This brilliant backdrop was spiced by a surprise arrival, the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins were born in expansion, and during their first four years, they sought only respectability. Now, after two seasons under Dom Schuller, they were saluted as champions of the AFC. They had arrived at pro football's most important moment. And in the carnival atmosphere of Super Bowl VI, the Dolphins would celebrate the joy of an incredible season. Hey folks, it's Super Bowl time, and we're here for our famous K A Sports Picks podcast. Recording
1: in progress.
0: <laughs> I guess I can edit that out, but um, we're here for our annual Super Bowl pick podcast. The Super Bowl—it's hard, hard to believe that the the Super Bowl is here after after a pretty exciting season.
1: Yeah, it's been a. Great set of playoff games. I think there's been a lot of ups and downs and twists and turns. And who would have thought that these two two teams? I guess a lot of pick. I don't know if a lot of people picked a Bengals Rams uh, Super Bowl at the start of the year. So if anyone did, Matt, congratulations because that was a bold pick.
0: No to to refresh to refresh our our listeners. I picked the Packers and the Browns and you picked the packers and the chiefs you were you're close with the chiefs chiefs were a very popular pick this year um, but we both I, yeah
1: i thought it was the packers i just figured one of these years the packers would put it together in the playoffs but not to be
0: yeah it was i was, I was shocked it shows you the defense still matters because the the 49ers are are not a great team especially um, in their past game. You can never trust Jimmy G. But the 49ers just put a lot of lot of pressure on, on the Packers. And then the Packers special teams were terrible. They missed a, a short field goal at the end of the first half. And, and then they had the punt that was blocked. You know, so that was that was 10 points that were given up by the special team. So I mean, it just shows you that special teams and, and defense matters. The NFL is is so in love with offense. Like you see, all the NFL coaches that have recently been hired, um, all except for the Bears, everfluce have been on the offense side of the ball, and it seems like they're all under forty. So it's like, um, but I think defense and special teams still matter.
1: Well, you heard it here, folks. If you're looking for a great coaching pick this offseason. Don't forget the, the uh, defense.
0: And what do you what do you what was your take on the Cowboys? I mean that was an earlier exit that I was anticipating. I thought for sure that they were gonna go to beat the 49ers. But I mean that was a, a, a disappointing game for, for for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah I've learned in my twenty five or twenty-six years that a very safe bet is I'm at the point and maybe you eventually reach this point with the Jets. Never get too emotionally invested in any Cowboys team because just always, 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 there is something weird or wacky that's going to happen in the playoffs. I mean, I lived through the Tony Romo fumble chip shot kick against the Seahawks when I was a young lad. I saw the famous des catch game. I saw Aaron Rodgers convert the third and 18 or third and 20, there's just always something with the Cowboys. Um, So in that way, it's not surprising. But on the other hand, I couldn't believe the play call. I mean, just that is not great situational awareness. And they just pay, they pay so much for, McCarthy and Prescott I mean you'd have to find a way to win a home playoff game against the 49ers so maybe there's just some curse because it just seems like they can't get over that mental hump of winning those tough close games and the um, and I don't know they've gone all in and Dak um and they spent quite a bit of uh, money on on him but I just don't know if they have the mentality to go on a deep playoff run
0: so do you think Mike McCarthy has one more shot next year.
1: I think he'll get another shot. I don't know if he should, but I think Jones will give him.
0: Yeah, I think Jones has shot. come out and basically said that he's here next year. It makes me wonder that if something goes south, if uh, Sean Payton, you know, it will take a year off and then become coach coach of the Cowboys.
1: That would be interesting. Or Urban Meyer.
0: <laughs>
1: you never so, know
0: that was the one pick, or there's two picks that I I need to brag on. One is I I I, I called it that it was good. Urban Meyer, Jacksonville was going to be a mess, and and two is as, as a Seahawk guy, I, I knew that picking um, uh, Brian Schottenheimer and um, Daryl Bevel to entrust with him, um, you know the the chosen one, Trevor Lawrence, to 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 and. You know, ha- pick those as your coaches and indicated to me that he didn't have a pool like other um, NFL coaches of, of quality assistants to pick. So I was really surprised of who he picked to be a quarterback coach and, and his offensive coordinator. And then, uh, you know, Urban Meyer just he's a, an, a college coach dictator, which that style just really doesn't resonate into in today's today's nfl you look at a lot of the uh new coaches that are, are hired are young um, more um you know willing to get input from their players as far as urban meyer his dictatorship
1: yeah yeah well, you definitely call it it was a um it was a fiasco from the start um and i hope for that franchise's sake that they can Turn it around. Um, they'll have another great draft pick, so yeah, maybe it can come together. But
0: that I was, think they, I think uh, they made a wrong hire again. I think they hired Doug Peterson. I don't know why they didn't hire Byron Leftwich, I mean, who who worked well with Tom Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. I mean, he's he's you know, uh, you know, been a good uh, assistant coach. I think Doug Peterson is is overrated. I think. Uh, he owed a lot of success to uh, Frank Wright, um, and when Frank Wright left, um, you saw that you saw Doug Peterson struggled uh, in the next year or two after Frank Wright left for for Indianapolis. I, I think Byron Leftwich was the guy that they they should have picked and entrusted the chosen one. Um, I'm not so sure that uh, you know that Shad Khan has blown it, blown it again.
1: Yeah. Well. And they have it tough because they're in the uh, AFC and there's just so many young, talented quarterbacks in that uh, conference. So it's going to be hard for me to see them breaking through anytime soon. I mean, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Chargers, the Patriots. I mean, there's a lot of young, talented teams. So. I think it's going to be fun in the uh, AFC for the next three to five years.
0: Yeah, it seems like all the the young guns now are are in the AFC. Where in the NFC you have older quarterbacks. Brady just retired. Uh, Drew Brees uh, retired the year before. Um, Russell Wilson's now going to be 32-33 next year. Aaron Rodgers is getting up there. It seems like the um, you know the pendulum has swung um, to the AFC having having the young guns. Speaking of young guns. I want to get your thoughts on on the big game, big game next week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think the Rams were, they weren't the top pick, but quite a few people thought with their uh, off-season moves that they'd uh, make it here. Um, So I'm not surprised by the Rams. The Bengals, you know, props off to them. Uh, Burrow has really matured, great playoff run. I mean, they just feel like this scrappy team of uh, destiny. Um, I mean, I couldn't believe, I know um, they were helped some by the Chiefs last week, but still just a great win on the road. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a really close game. Do you have any initial thoughts on who's going to win?
0: Yeah. um, I think think that Rams have the advantage, uh, mainly on the, what worries me is the, uh, Bengals offensive line and Burrow was sacked nine times in the Tennessee game. Um, so in the Rams is, as you've seen Aaron Donald and all their, um, uh, Vaughn Miller and all their playmakers when they play the Seahawks, just their their front line defensive line can just dramatically uh, shut down the game. So the, I think the key is going to be in the trenches. I don't. I I think that the the Bengals um, defensive line is going to hold up against the Rams offensive line, and I think they're going to shut down the run game and make the Rams one dimensional. But the Rams one dimensional passing game is, is pretty stout. Uh, but worries me on the other side of the ball is that if if the Bengals can protect Burrow, if they can. Then he's got tremendous playmakers in Mixon and Jamar Chase, and I think the Bengals will win. Um, I think my head says says the Rams, but I, I just can't stomach a, a Rams victory. So, um, going just with uh, who I want to win, I'll pick I'll pick the Bengals. I, I think that that the offensive line will keep Burrow up um, protected enough. And the the Bengals will win. Uh, come from behind, win. I'll, I'll say twenty seven
1: twenty four. Wow. Which uh, quarterback do you think has the edge? Cause it's a fascinating quarterback matchup.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Burrow, and I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, I think he's young. I think nothing phases phases him. He reminds me of a of, of a Tom Tom Brady, just just really. Cool customer. I mean, the game is just so slow to him. You see other quarterbacks are just, everything just seems so fast and, the, and they just, um, you know, can't handle this, the speed of the game, especially in a big game like this. I think of the two, I think uh, Stafford is an excellent quarterback and I was disappointed when, when the Rams picked him up because I knew it was going to be tr- tough for the Seahawks. But I think of the two, I think Stafford, Stafford is more likely to make a critical mistake.
1: Yeah. Yep, it's a great analysis. I am um, glad because Stafford toiled for so long in the service of the uh, of some pretty bad teams. So I'm glad he finally gets a shot at the big game. Um, yeah, I, well, I guess for the sake of keeping it fun, I'll, um, I was tempted to pick the Bengals, but I still think – the rams will do enough on offense even despite the run um that i think it's i'll i'll say rams 31 Bengals 27 and i think it might come down to rams having last possession and i'll say stafford is the mvp um but i like your pick and even though i'm picking the rams i would love I mean, you know, Los Angeles, they're not a football town. It would be
0: No, they're not a football <laughs> town. Not at all. I mean, there were more 49er fans at the game at the NFC championship than there were Ram fans. I think it would mean the city of Cincinnati
1: would go crazy. I mean, they love the wow. Bengals for so long. I think Ohio and uh, Cincinnati would just to me seem would really enjoy a win much more than
0: the city of Los Angeles. And, and what's going to annoy me is you're going to have all these Holly, Hollywood movie stars just, you know, on the sidelines. They're just, they're just in love with the Rams. And uh, just like how Hollywood becomes big Yankee, became Yankee fans in the day. It just, it's annoying. I, yeah. I don't like the Rams. There's, yeah. there's no team in the NFL that that I would hope that the Rams would beat in the Super Bowl. They're my least favorite team, so I know uh, I know I'm a little biased here, but and plus the when the the Rams played the the Seahawks, terrible calls, and it's not just not the it's just not the Seahawks. You know, a couple of years ago in the NFC Championship, um, there was some ter- terrible call, terrible calls. It seems, seems like the NFL. Um, Works their magic with the Rams. <laughs> well, there you have it. So I'm picking the Rams, you're picking the Bengals, but we're both pulling for the Bengals. Yeah. Who'd that go to beat them Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we move into listener questions, um, do you have any any uh, uh, thoughts on, on the offseason?
1: Yeah, well, I think um, – so, being in the Denver area, there's a big question with Rodgers. Uh, Rogers. Um, a lot of speculation. You know, the Broncos just hired former offensive coordinator um, who worked with him. So, there's a lot of speculation swirling. And of course, it reminds you of you know five or ten years ago when another legendary quarterback spent his few final years with the with uh, Denver. So. I'm very fascinated to see where Aaron Rodge, Rod Rodgers ends up, and um, I think it could be Denver, which I think um, the Broncos have a good defense, so it could be fun to see if he comes. Um, so that's what I'm keeping the eye on.
0: They Come they on. do they do have some playmakers too. I mean, if if he's going to go anywhere, I I would think I would think it would would be the Broncos, but the Packers are just so close. They are so close, yeah. and I think Roger's path to the Super Bowl is much easier than they say. Because you mentioned it earlier, you know you, you're going to have to go through the Bills, the uh, the Chiefs, and even think about in the AFC West, you have you have the Chiefs and the Chargers, and the Raiders. So no tall, I mean that's a, a tough ask. Right. Where where if he stays with the Packers, um, you know the Vikings. The Bears, the Lions. I think his his path to the Super Bowl, and plus the Rams. You you figure they've spent so much money and invested so much all in season. You know, I don't, I, I don't expect them to to maintain this level of success in the next couple of years. I think his best move would be to stay stay in Green Bay. His best chance to get to a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I agree for sure, and I think that's what probably will happen, but. You never know; it could be fun. Maybe the mountains tired of the Wisconsin yeah. <laughs> snow. Wants want the mountains, but yeah. Um, and in the off season, what do you think of the Seahawks? It's um, kind of a make or break off season. I'll probably determine the next maybe three to five years of the franchise.
0: Yeah, I think they're they're all in. I think Russell Wilson's staying. He's he's not going anywhere. Um, they. Got a, a new um, defensive coordinator. A rumor is uh, their current um, Clint Hurt, uh, their defensive line coach, is going to be elevated to defensive coach. Um, Donatel is going to be kind of like over overseeing him, um, kind of like a you know assistant defensive kind of. Um, Advisor, advisor role, and they, they come from the Vic Fangio um, uh, defensive tree. So the thought is that that Pete is going to be more flexible this this year. It's it's been Pete's defense for the past ten years. So I think he's open to you know experimenting, um, you know throwing some different different stuff in there. So I definitely think Wilson staying. They're gonna be making some changes on defense, but they've got to they've got to get better on both sides of the line. So they gotta they gotta get better offensive line, defensive line. You saw it the um, last few games where the offensive line was was good, not great. Um, of course, they weren't weren't playing like the Rams' defensive line, but you know they ran for over two hundred yards. And if they if they could get back to to running and Wilson's only throwing 20, 25 times, their, their offenses is pretty dynamic. They need the same thing on defense. The end of the year, they were getting, you know, good pass rush. Um, and that just, that just covers up a lot of things in the secondary. So I think like I mentioned, like I mentioned, you know, the Rams, um, and, and, you know, maybe some other teams like the Saints might might be a little down next year. So I think the NFC is wide open, so um, I don't think the Seahawks are that far away. But it's going to require some investments to offensive, and defensive lines, both in the draft and free agency, for them to, you know, to really compete for the NFC title.
1: I can't confidently predict if there's any Cowboys fans and you. Get excited here in the NFC, could be up for grabs. Just know now the Cowboys (laughs) might go 12 and (laughs) 5 or or, uh, 13 and 4, but they will always find a way next year to lose in heartbreaking fashion to a team they're probably uh, better than.
0: One other thing about off season, it's going to be fascinating watching watching Deshaun. What happens with Deshaun Watson? I think if if Rodgers and um, and Wilson are traded, and Texans definitely want to trade Deshaun Watson, and there's not this is a weak weak class for for quarterbacks. The uh, Texans should be able to get a lot of draft capital.
1: Wow. Hope for Houston.
0: Yes. Hope for Houston for a change. So uh, before we dive into listener questions, um, you have a a soccer update?
1: Yeah. Well, um, if anyone's following the Premier League, it's that time of year where Manchester City is starting to put some distance between them and their uh, rivals. So it's probably going to be another fairly boring EPL race for the top, though Tottenham is in a very good spot to finish in the top four. So, if there are any listeners who are uh, Tottenham fans, could be a great year for them uh, finishing in the top four. And then, if there are any US uh, soccer fans, um, we're now down to three games left in the uh, qualifying. The US is in uh, second place, so they're in. They have a good chance of making it to the World Cup, but. Their next game is at uh, Mexico in March, um, and they'd really like to get a, a draw there, but they're in a much better place than last year, and I think they should be well on their way to the World Cup, which should be fun. Um, see um, some; They have some great young stars, so it's always fun to see the U.S. in the World Cup, so fingers crossed. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, speaking about Tottenham, I read an interesting article on on Harry Kane. That's in he was he, you know he's a big football fan, National Football League, American yeah. American football. He said when his days are over, he he might be interested in coming over here and trying his hand at being a field goal kicker.
1: I saw that. That'd be a lot of fun. So,
0: yeah, that would that would be fun to get a you know a, a, a star from the Premier League to um to try try their hand at uh, being an – Quarterback, I mean a kicker.
1: All right, Kane.
0: Yeah, I like that. So we have we have quite a few listener questions this week. Um, some really really good questions. Uh, Run the gamut of topics. Um, so the first one is from Dakota from Louisville. Uh, she mentions you know this is this is the Super Bowl and part of the Super Bowl is is the commercials. Part of the entertainment is the commercials. And do we, if we were going to pitch an idea for a Super Bowl commercial, what what um, idea would we pitch?
1: Yeah, well, that's a really fun uh, question. Um, Yes, I think this is an exciting question. So my pitch would be one thing that I've been frustrated with in recent years is I feel like the Super Bowl commercials. It used to be about you know good writing, kind of funny jokes, and now they've kind of fallen back into who can get the biggest A-list names to be in their ad. Um, So what I would say is get the members of the U.S. uh, curling team. Um, You know, they won the gold in 2018, and now they're competing in uh, 2022. And maybe, like, in the ad, it starts, and they're in this dream. And in their dream, like, curling is the most popular sport in the U.S., and like, they're just like the most popular athletes in the whole world. Like they're kind of like the Tom Brady's of the U S and they have like primetime spots on sports center, all the late night shows, you know, they're the dating cover of SI. <laughs> yep, the cover of SI they're dating a list actors. And they're just like the biggest superstars and like the whole world stops and watches all of their match. You know, and there's all these debates on the best uh, curling. And then they wake up and they realize, you know, they're just back and back to practicing in the ice rink and the dead, the cold, and uh, uh, Minnesota, uh, January. Um, so I don't know what the uh, product is, but that's my vision. Yeah.
0: No, I like it. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, curling doesn't get enough respect, especially here in America.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, my... My idea was, uh, you know, I was struggling to come up, come up with an idea but uh, so I was thinking about, uh, you know, who who comes up with uh, good advertising ideas and I, of course I thought of Don Draper on Mad Men and I remember the last scene, um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the last scene of Mad Men, but if you haven't come on, you, sh- you should. Um, but anyways, he's, he's doing meditation and, you know, he comes up with the you know, jingling his head, if I could teach the world to sing. So I thought, um, you know, combining, like, that Coke in our um, troubled times, you know, teaching the world to sing, but doing it, everyone loves zombies. So maybe it would be, you know, the, the zombies are out, but then, you know, we offer them Coke and we start singing, I'd like, to teach the world to sing. And then the zombies, instead of attacking, they're, like, you know, drinking drinking coke and they're kind of hey, I need to this so that was oh, good. That, that was kind of zombie coke um, commercial
1: zombie coke I like <laughs> it come on people contact us <laughs> great on. ideas
0: you know hey we've got, we've got lots of ideas you're just scratching the surface here <laughs> um, so our next question is from um, Cindy from uh, Oregon the great state of Oregon Um, is there a sport that you would actually pay to go, go see in the Olympics winter or summer? And what sport would that be?
1: That's a great question. Um, Winter or summer. I think for me, I would say in the winter, I think speed skating, especially short track speed skating. I mean, I think, It's just so intense, these matches. They're going so fast. Um, They're so talented. They're great athletes. I think it would be a lot of fun. And in the summer, I think I would say it's a classic, but it's got to be swimming, especially, you know, some of those relay finals. um, Just when it's the best swimmers in the world, you know, I'll never forget. Phelps and just those super close uh, races and of course I swim as hey, a kid so I'd say swimming and speed skating
0: I like it yeah speed skating I've always been been fascinated by by skeet, speed skating especially the longer distances it just seems like that that would hurt a lot um, I, it, it's tough there's so many so many um, sports that I would like to see but as far as paying for it, I kind of like the, the snow. It's a new new um, sport. It's been in only two or three Olympics, but it's that snowboard kind of race ah. where four or five start at the top of the mountain, and they, they have all these turns turns and jumps. And it always seems like that... One or two people are going to finish first, but they they fall at the very end, and someone that's last, you know, comes comes from behind to to beat them. Um, that looks that looks like a lot of lot of fun, you know. I wish yeah. I wish I could snowboard and do do a race like that, but that that looks pretty cool.
1: I I would be there too.
0: Um, so we have a question from Captain Kirk um, on the Starship Enterprise, and he wants to know. What superhero or villain um, do we think would make the best therapist? That's so my question. thought my thought on this was I had two it was hard hard to so I I I'll, I'll go with two. Um, one is, is Spider-Man. And and the reason I say Spider-Man is because he's not like Superman like he's got everything figured out, all these superpowers and as long as there's no kryptonite around, you know, he is really good. Spider-Man is just He's more vulnerable. Um, he's got a lot of issues at work. Uh, he's got girl, girl issues. I mean, he's he, he's pretty much a mess. So I think he could really relate to uh, his patients. And uh, the yeah. other one I was thinking was Wonder Woman because she's got that truth lasso. So like if some one of her, uh, her patients was giving her a bunch of BS, she's just like, I don't believe that. And just like do the lasso and, and get them to, you know, fess up to what's really going on. Yeah, those would be great. Um, Spider-Man too. you know, issues as a kid. You know, parents
1: died, so working through all that. So, yeah, I think he has some great uh, wisdom in him. So I, I, I really like that choice. So I hope this doesn't make Captain Kirk mad, but I would actually choose his contemporary Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, the greatness. From Star Trek The Next Dead. Uh, the next gen, um, you know, Captain Kirk, he's very kind of the macho, bravado, courage. John luc is more the intellectual. Um, he's well-read, but he also has kind of this tough, like, I think he, he wouldn't be afraid to be compassionate, but also give you some tough love. Um, and he was also very, I think he was, he kind of reminds me of some of those great Stoics um, he's very well-read in philosophy, so I think he could kind of ground his, his advice in stoicism and philosophy. Um, but yeah, I think he could be compassionate, but also give some great tough love. Um, so Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc. Uh, Picard would be my therapist. I like it. Um,
0: our next question is from Kristen from the Traveling Symphony. And she wants to know, you know, the Olympics, uh, not the Olympics, the Super Bowl next week is over, football season's over, and, you know, there's not you know, much in the way of, of sports um, going on. So are there? do we have any movie or TV shows or book recommendations for people out there if they're looking for entertainment after the Super Bowl?
1: yeah great question so i can give a serious one and a light one um my serious is um been recently reading two classics brave new world in 1984 um both i think especially in this current age um, have a lot of wisdom um you know i know a lot of people might have read them in high school but i think they're worth a reread especially uh, later in life there's a lot of wisdom and Kind of very good prophecy about the current state of the world, but um, that's uh, heavy. Um, so if you were looking for some lighter fare, to I would say uh, Space Force on net on a net on a Netflix uh, season two comes out in February. Steve Carell is always funny. The greatness of John Malkovich, um, good actors, just kind of good writing, funny plot lines. So. There's your serious, you can have some serious philosophical thinking, but then you can relax and just have some good laughs, too.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, both both were excellent books. Um, I'd like to go back and, and um, reread them. You know, I um, have run out of books on my list at the library, so I might uh, might have to reread uh, one or both of those books. Um, so, yeah, I, I have uh, comedy. Um, show that i can recommend ghost uh it's on cbs it's uh take off on the on the british ghost where a couple moves into they inherit a house a broke you know kind of a bro- old broken down house and um the discover or the wife discovers that she can see and talk talk to the ghost that lived in the in the house and it's it's uh it's pretty funny. It's it's lighthearted, um, you know, not not too heavy. Um, it's on CBS. Uh, pretty enter, pretty entertaining and uh, funny. One of the funny, funnier uh, comedy shows on the on the main networks that I've seen in quite a while. Um, the other thing, as far as a book goes, um, I've been reading um, a book called "We Have No Idea." It's about it's uh, these two. Physicists Daniel and Jorge wrote this book explaining how there's so much in the universe that we have no idea. For for example, we can only explain five percent of um, the matter in the world, but ninety five in the universe. But ninety five percent of the matter of uh, dark matter or dark energy, um, we have just a rough idea, but we really don't have an idea of what what it's made up or what are the forces that, um, control, control it. So it's pretty fascinating. They, they break down, you know, what we know and there's a lot that we still, still are mystery as far as the universe and how the universe works. So those are my two recommendations. Um, I like it. Then we have, you know, I mentioned, um, doing a commercial with uh, zombies. We actually had a question from the zombies that come in and they want to know if, the, if and when they, they strongly believe the zombie apocalypse will happen. But if we have an SUV, all we have is an SUV and a baseball bat. Uh, Where's the first place we're
1: going to go? Yeah, it's a great question from the zombies. Um, so being in Colorado, my first step, I would try to get to the coast because I think the U.S. would just be overrun pretty quickly. Um, so I would think I would try to get to the coast and try to catch a ship because I think my best bet would be get to get to some remote uh, island somewhere in the uh, Pacific. You know, maybe New Zealand or maybe just some tropical uninhabited island where I could fish. You know, catch some. Uh, fish and just eat but i think i'd want to get as far away from a civilization as i could so i would try to hitchhike to the coast and from there to an uh, island
0: i like it um know, i'm just not so sure i can outrun um zombies at my age so i'm tempted to just drive to a pizza place and get a box of pizza um and then maybe with a glass of wine and then just try to try to figure it out after after I've I've had pizza cuz if you know if they attack me and I escape at least I've had one more piece of pizza before before they get me
1: um, That's very true. I always wonder in the apocalyptic movies, you know, is it worth it to try to live and survive just on baked beans and <laughs> dehydrated, uh, rations, you know, if you're going
0: to go out, just, just great pizza, pizza, great wine and just
1: pumpkin pie. Exactly.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And, uh, I don't know, you know, with the baseball bat, I don't know if there's much you can do. So <laughs> there's that. Um, the last, we have two, two questions. Uh, last two questions are from Ed from Austin. Um, First, first one is, what is next for Mr. Tom Brady? So, what I think, um, Tom Brady, is I don't see him going in the sportscaster realm. Um, I don't, I don't see him like a Peyton or Eli Manning. I think that you know he's been very successful um, with um, his his uh, workout company i see him continue being an entrepreneur maybe like even go on the shark tank um maybe at some point if he wants to be more competitive maybe get a you know be part owner of a football team but i don't see um him going in into the booth i see him more along getting involved in entrepreneurship
1: i think that is a great guess um I mean, he already, like you said, does a lot with workout and nutrition and supplements. So I definitely think he has a business streak in him. So I think he's going to do that for four or five years. But I agree with you. He just seems like such a competitor that I think at some time he's going to want back into the game. I don't know if he's going to want to be a part owner, if he's going to go, you know, I don't know if I see him as a coach, but I almost see him more maybe going the owner, president, right. GM type route. But We're I think gonna there's going to be a competitive. Right, I think there's going to be a competitive edge, and I think he's going to at some point want to get involved in a team and try to kind of manage them on that side. Because I just think he loves the he he, he loves being the best, and I don't know four or five years. I think in some way he's going to want to get. Better. Yeah,
0: that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see who he ends up. Um, you know, if he, he does get back into you know being a GM or something. Of course, Elway went with the uh, with his Broncos. I, you know, the way that Tom Brady has left and Bill Belichick being there, I can't see him being um, going to the Patriots. Maybe GM of the Tampa Bay Bucks in four years.
1: Right, he seems to like Florida, like yeah. the sunshine, the beach, the lifestyle. So yeah, I think the Bucks, yeah, I think the Patriots, there's too much bad blood. Um but I think he'd be better than Elway. Um always been a bit of a hit or miss. But I think Brady, he's very much right. I think if he goes in, he's gonna go all in. Um so but can but congrats to him. I don't know if uh, I don't think okay. in my lifetime I'll ever see a quarterback get close to winning seven a uh, Super Bowl. no.
0: no, I it, yeah, it, winning seven super Bowls is just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah i don't I don't see how anyone could could match that. Um, so our last question, uh, fun question is, um, if you could go back to any past Super Bowl, uh, what what Super Bowl would you go back to?
1: This was a great question. Um, I struggled with this because I think there'd be, I don't know, just so many great, fun games. Um, I think I finally settled on, I think I would go back to 2001, speaking of Tom Brady, and see, or 2002, the 2001 season, and be there for the first Super Bowl that he won. Um, Because I think it was just such an electric atmosphere, such a shocking upset, such a back and forth game, you know, knowing now what I know about the next 20 years of his career, I think that would be a lot of fun to watch, but I also would be very tempted to go back to one of those first uh, Super Bowls, you know, maybe the Jets and Colts, because I think there'd be just something fun about seeing what the world of football was like before the Super Bowl was this big spectacle.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I'd like to go back and and when Ed wrote in the question, he mentioned the uh, Super Bowl that was I believe it was in uh, January 1974. It was actually played. Um, it was the Miami Dolphins and the Minnesota Vikings. It was Miami Dolphins' second Super Bowl victory. It was the year after they went 17 and 0, and they played it at Rice Stadium. Ed wow. being a big big Rice guy. Yeah, so they played it. They played it at Rice Stadium in, in in Houston, and you know, back in back in the days, they just had uh, you know like high school marching bands that, that would play. And I remember, it, I think it was Super Bowl Four. They did a reenactment. They played it in New Orleans, in Old Tulane Stadium, and they did a reenactment of the Battle of New Orleans at halftime. Um, wow. So yeah, I thought about going back to one one of those games, but. I actually would go back to the the Super Bowl. The, the most devastating game I've ever watched was the Patriots and Seahawks Super Bowl. And it, this is surprising, but hear me out. This is I would go back to that Super Bowl, the famous one where um, Pete Carroll and Daryl Bevel did not run the ball, and they threw the ball at the half-yard line. ball was intercepted. The Seahawks lost. Devas- it was devastating. I would go back to that game, and just when Marshawn Lynch runs the ball, gets the ball at the half-yard line, I would run out of the stands. Just before I'm tackled by security, I would go up to Pete Carroll. and say, I am from the future. Do not throw the ball. If you do, Malcolm Butler is going to intercept the ball. They've been watching this play. They've been taping it. They know what's coming. Run the ball. Of course, I would be tackled. And, and so um, hopefully it, the message would get through to Pete, and they could they, they would actually run the ball and win the Super Bowl. And the other thing about, you know, like running out in the field, they interviewed Be- Belichick after the game because Patriot, the Seahawks were down at the half yard line. Everyone and the clock was running. So everyone thought the Patriots are going to call a timeout, so at least they would have like a minute left. But Belichick said, he said, I thought that they may panic and make a strange call or something. So I didn't want them to have a timeout and think about it. So so Marshall Lynch gets down the half-yard line. Seahawks only have one timeout. They don't want to use that timeout. So I think the pressure mounted, and they just hurried up and, and called this crazy play. If I run out on the field, play is stopped. <laughs> they have time to think about it.
1: I think that's a great plan.
0: So that's 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 what I would do.
1: Yeah. Change the course of history.
0: Yeah, and, and um and, and Cindy, longtime friend of the show, um she, when I mentioned my answer to her, she was saying, You know, just just think about it. Maybe that when we see people running out on the uh, field, maybe some of them are, are from the future. Yeah.
1: Is any part of you worried about a butterfly effect, where your actions cause a cascading series of events, and you return and the world's a wasteland?
0: Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, definitely. So I th- I thought about that too. It's like, well, okay, so I go in the field, and somehow this disrupts the Seahawks, and they they actually decide to to run the ball. They win the Super Bowl. Does You know, and Brady at that time, you know, Brady had been ten years since he'd won his first three Super Bowls, and there was a ten-year gap. They, you know, they lost two Super Bowls to the Giants. So I was like, well, if the Seahawks had won, would Brady still be the goat? You know, would he still like he won this? That was his fourth, and then later on he won three other. Would he? Would he still have won those? But i don't care the seahawks they should have they should have won that super bowl he would have he would have won more he's tom brady yeah well
1: yeah well ed ever comes up with that with the technology to make that a a
0: reality then i'm sure he'll give you a call yeah yeah and um you know i wouldn't have you know, like go back in time and like try to get the Seahawks to draft Tom Brady or anything crazy like that. I'm just talking about one one play. That's that's all like, you want. Well, Tanner, it's it's been a pleasure. Any uh, any partying shots?
1: Yeah, I hope everyone has a great uh, Super Bowl, whether your team's in it or not. I hope you have some great food because um, I think that's half the game is the food. So. So hope everyone enjoys their food and um, yeah, for everyone feeling down about their teams, you know, there's always next year. You you never know. Hope springs eternal.
0: That's right. And the Bengals went from two wins to four wins last year to the Super Bowl. So Texans, it might happen to you. You never know. Never know. And that there's only one thing left to say. Talk to you guys on the other side. The ball to five. uh, Now you have to stop, Marshawn Lynch. Here he goes, beast mode, to the half-yard line. And now New England has to think about taking. Oh my! A fan has run out to the field. He's talking to Pete Carroll. He's saying something to Pete. We can't see what he's saying. Pete is—he's—he's nodding in agreement. This is strange. He's being tackled. He's being taken off of the field. Okay, back to the action. Russell Wilson fakes a handoff to Marshawn Lynch. He runs around the corner. Touchdown Seahawks. The Seahawks have beaten the Patriots 31-28. Oh, my gosh. Can we thank that fan for talking to Pete Carroll? I don't know, but I think that fan deserves a, a game ball or something. Seahawks win their second straight Super Bowl.